Drizzle Dave. Stormy Daniel. How are you, my friend? I am doing well. We uh, decided to forego the alcohol this time and do a Sunday morning coffee cast. That's right. Mixing it up, which, which I like. I'm pumped about this one. Yeah. Yeah. I am also hesitant to say you're not putting alcohol in your coffee. Well, you never know, right? It's true. Um, well, this is the fourth, fifth, fifth podcast. It is. Um, hopefully our best yet. Do we have a guest potter coming on? We do. Um, wow. He has, and he is awake and ready for his segment. You're certain? I am. Yeah. He's, uh, he texted back this morning, so that's a good sign. He just, I'm hoping everything works out with the anchor, you know, as always. All right, let's uh, BTOTW it. What do you got for me? Well, um, it took me a while to do this math, but it was actually my third Father's Day. We Whoa. haven't recorded since Father's Day. We sent one out after, but uh, yeah, it is my third Father's Day last week. Um, How many people on this pod wish you a happy Father's Day? Whoa, no, not on this pod. I'm sorry, in the league. Oh, that was a trick question. Uh, in, yeah, the, was... in the league? Um, Probably six, the majority. I, I actually sent it to a couple people, too, so forced their hand. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Father's Day worked. Uh, it was nice. Um, Christina planned um, a little, like, paint thing with the kids to, like, you know, put their feet and hands in paint and give it to me. Mm. It just doesn't work the same now that I don't have a job or an office so i just have these things and i don't know what to do with them <laughs> so they're currently in my bathroom because i see that every day so anyway best thing of the week third father's day what about That's you awesome happy belated um i am excited for today actually because i'm going from pod and then i'm going to yoga at one of our favorite breweries evil genius um and you get free beer after you do yoga there. So two of my favorite things, beer and yoga. So it's coming up, but I'm going to be TOTW it. And that's a morning beer. I like that. It will be about 1130 uh, when that first beer enters the system. <laughs> Just canceling out that yoga. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's all I got. Okay. I think it looks like we're trying something new with this first segment. And just going through some quick hitters. Yeah, we're going to go around the leagues, no pun intended, quick hitters, right? <laughs> nice, yeah. We're going to go around the leagues, so just highlight what's going on in the MLB and our league. I'll kick it off. Hunter Strickland is considering anger management after punching a wall. Roberto, <laughs> what's that? Kevin Brown-esque. Yes, yes. Roberto Asuna banned 75 games. Should have been for life because he's a scumbag. Kershaw, Stroman, Myers, Murphy off the DL. We shall see. Ichiro's legend grows as he pulls a Bobby Valentine and sits on the bench with a fake mustache. I love that move. And the day we've been waiting for everyone in this league, Paul and Jared finally get into their first fight on the group chat. It gets personal. No one knows what to say, so we just send GIFs out, and it's awesome. And it's a segment on this podcast, so we'll dive more into that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, just to add on, Ichiro is now being considered for the Home Run Derby. 
and he's not even a player anymore. He's a coach. And I actually had to look up Osuna banned 75 games because I was scared as hell that that was Ozuna, who you traded to me. And I was nervous, but um, no, I saw you hit a woman, so I agree. Should be banned for life. Uh, continuing with around the leagues, Jiff Mania continues on the group chat, and we will rank the best. Mm-hmm. Um, Bryce Harper is going to participate in the Home Run Derby, and that is awesome. So awesome. That is your words, not mine. Slight change to league settings. Keith went in, and I got a few questions about why does it say what has changed in the league. Um, basically, we couldn't start the league with make baseball great again, as that was the slogan of the Trumpinator. Uh, we had to go with making baseball great again, but then we could edit it. So he just changed that. There's no other changes to the league settings, um, although it has been brought up that we should change the name to stop thinking about Trump, and I'm all for that. Yep. And lastly... Pronunciation: Desclafani. Desclafani hits first Reds pitcher grand slam since 1959. That was cool. Little side note here: one more thing. Edwin Jackson is playing for a record 13th MLB team. Kind of crazy. Yeah, he had a no hitter once. He did. He used to be okay, and he's horrible now. I think that no hitter had six walks. That makes sense. Scores and standings, Drizzle. I'll start. I'll kick it off with scores. So just looking at last week's, I'll go into this week's too, but last week, um, things that stand out, Adam got a he got a quick win, a nice little close win over Tom. Still laugh at his team name, Honey Nut Barrios. It's a great name. Um, Keith is failing hard. Goes Classic. down to team sack a sheet, and I actually have a note here that Paul should probably change his name because he's been doing some good things uh, in the standings, just approaching me even. Um, Stormy Daniel, yourself, the man, the myth, the legend, continuing to rape the league and catch up to Jared, um, 12-2 to two over our hero using Nugenics. And an interesting one, Mike takes down the league leader, Eight six one last week. That was a nice little shot to the heart for Jared. I'm sure he's probably panicking. Honestly. Shot to the heart. And this week we have a good matchup between you and Jared. First and second place. Um, you are up ten four one. I don't think Jared's lost like that yet this year. So if that score holds, that's gonna that'll hurt. You actually might overtake him in first hmm. without using any math. Wow. Um, Tom and I are close, eight five two, but it's you know separated by a few stats. Adam is just obliterating Keith. Keith did. He's currently streaming pictures every day, so I don't think Keith <laughs> sees the future in this league. Um, Ryan taking down veggie cheesesteaks, loot. Not a good look, bro. And well, we got a good one with Mike and Paul, so that's good. What about standings? Give us something. We got Utley Ducklings in first. Stormy Daniels six and a half back. Catching up this week, I hope. Bront Thugs in Harmony, third. Twelve back. The Sack O Sheets, 15 and a half back. And this is where it gets close. There's a cluster here in the middle. Honey Nut Burials, 20 and a half. A Cespedes for the rest of us, 23 and a half. Shohi Otani face, 25 back. 
Vegetarian cheesesteaks, 27 and a half. Northern Nightmare, a whopping 30. And my hero uses Nugenics, 39 games back. The middle has to sort itself out there. Yes. Um, I kind of always wanted to hover around 500 to be in the six that makes it to the playoffs because anything can happen then. Um, but it looks like there will be some close matchups for the 5-6 spot. I think there will be. Um, one other note here. Have you and Jared been talking shit? No, we haven't talked at all this week, actually. Mm, that, I thought it would be the other way around. But I think we, we sent like a good luck text uh, before <laughs> the, the series started, and that was it. Yeah, well, there's tears in Jared's eyes listening to this while he looks at the score. <laughs> all right. <laughs> On to one of uh, maybe the most important segment of the year. Um, this is dissecting Paul and Jared. So you, you take it away here, Dave. Okay. Yeah. Um, as we've noted in the group chat, this has happened before. Um, Paul and Jared seem to do this twice a year. Um, makes everyone uncomfortable. It's great. Um, but the the group doesn't shy away from the GIF game. So in this segment. Testa will be reprising the role of Jared Dubin, while yours truly will be acting as Paul Dodson as we read back these zingers, the entire argument. We will read it back, and I'm thinking we're going to do some accents, so don't look into them. We're just going to... <clears throat> um, so, to introduce it, <clears throat> I think we were talking, Adam had a great line because he was taking a hotter take on Daniel Descalso will still be on the waiver wire. And then Jared changed to the college baseball scene. Tested, challenged him. Jared said, you know, these guys could be called up. And then Paul posed a question to Jared about how unlikely it is for a draftee to be called up in the first year. And then take it away. Yeah, okay. So I think I've, I've never spoken to Jared on the phone, but I think I have a pretty good idea on what he what he sounds like. Um, so this is the first response I'm starting the feud. <clears throat> Un- unlikely, <laughs> but is it impossible? No. And for those of us that intend to be in the second round of the playoffs, it is of relevance. Thinking emoji. S-T-R-E-T-C-A. Stretch, stretch, stretch. Kind of like your championship hopes. Big talk from the guy who's never been in the playoffs. Don't get a big head yet just because you're leading the league now. Dan sends an oh my god hand on throat tip. Rating eight. Paul sends Barack dropping the mic gif. Grading eight. Ooh, high, high grade. Should the Royals have been discounted the year they won the World Series for sucking years prior? Lost the World Series the year before we won it. Tom sends Chris Farley sunglasses. Nine. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Mike sends eating popcorn. Ten. Oh, I was going to go lower. I didn't want Mike piggybacking, but it was good. Bill Hader. And that still doesn't mean we'd be talking big when finally having a big year and change to win it. I said years prior. Chance. Typo. <laughs> didn't realize my comments were big talk. But I will if you want. Tom with the Weebay emoji. emoji. Big win. B. 
big win. That might took the whole cake. That's it. I think it did. Way to go, Tom. Great work. And I said we lost it the year before we won. So in reference to how you're talking at the moment, not having sniffed the playoffs, yet it doesn't relate. Losing the playoffs this year, then you can make that statement next year, and it will be correct. My mouth has been quiet because I still don't think my team is on the level it needs to be. Said that to a few in the group. So again, my talk has a bit big. Tom sends the guys, please, Jeff, <laughs> basically begging this to stop. Yes. I was just <laughs> referencing your statement, not implying you've been talking all season long or any prior to that. I won't beat a dead horse here. We just haven't had a back and forth yet this year, Jared, so I felt obligated to draw you into one. I'll bow out now. Paul sends a bowing gif, and everyone can move on and yeah. figure out what the next thing to talk about would be. <clears throat> and there was just silence after that, as usual. Jared um, and Mickey Mouse might have won. Great job. Yeah, Tom. Good job, Tom. A lot of good stuff coming out of you there. Appreciate Tom that. <laughs> so, uh, in summary... This was one of the most pointless arguments I've ever been a part of. Nobody won. The the league won. The rest of us won. So thank you, guys. We, we appreciate it. Yes, thank you. All right, as we requested, we're going to talk about the eight players since 1980 who have made the jump to the big leagues either right away or in their first year. This There's not good, a lot. Good research, Dan. Yes, this was requested by Paul? Yes, I think so. demanded. Yeah. demanded. Okay, so there's been eight players since 1980 that have done it. None of them are that good. Actually, a couple are good. I yeah. shouldn't say that. Yeah. Uh, no, no Hall of Famers here, I don't think. I but, also believe, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, uh, in chronological order, Pete Incavelia, the legend. Jim Abbott, another legend. John Allrood, probably still wearing a helmet. <laughs> Darren Dreifert, Chanho Park, Ariel Prieto, who is that? Xavier Nady, I remember him. He used to be fantasy relevant like 10 years ago. And Mike Leak, which is kind of crazy. I didn't know he was even that good of a prospect. Yeah, me either. I mean, he's, he's doing okay this year, but still not relevant in my mind. Yeah, he's just Cavillia a guy. Called up with the Rangers, although he made his name with the Phillies. Mm-hmm. Jim Abbott is a legend in his own right with one hand. Um, John Olrood, I think, is the best on this list. Mm-hmm. And debatable if he was a Hall of Famer. I mean, not debatable, but could be hard. <laughs> uh, John Olrood, Washington State. That's a pretty nice, nice pull. Um, Chan Ho Park, Han Yang University. Another debatable Hall of Famer. Chan Ho and Xavier Nady, like you said, was relevant. I enjoyed watching him on the Mets. He was pretty good. So if we really had to decide who won that argument, it would be Paul. But we don't like to give Paul credit for anything. Except Royal Trivia. He is the king of Royal Trivia. That's true. Another requested segment here is to take a look at two players and tell the league if they're good or not. Yeah, so I looked into uh, 
the second one more. So I'll tell, I'll say the names, and then you kind of dive in. Eduardo Rodriguez, pitcher for the Red Sox. Um, we're really hampering on Paul's people this this podcast. Well, he was the one that was requesting stuff, so you know that's a, a lesson to the rest of the league. If you want you know, to get get on the the potty, at it, let us know. Um, but we will start silencing Paul. Uh, yes. Salvador Perez is the other one. Now, I did more research on Sal Perez, so if you want to take it off, Eduardo. <clears throat> yeah, this works out actually because I I got into Eduardo a little bit. So he is eight and one. I think nine and one. Nine and one? Hold on, I have it up. Okay, nine and two. Sorry. Oh, okay. Um, three eighty six ERA, three fifty four FIP, three seventy six X FIP. So everything kind of lines up to say that his ERA is pretty uh, close to what it should be. Ground ball rate is higher than it's been in two years at forty one percent. Um. Everything looks good in terms of his peripheral numbers. I did a little bit more research on the types of pitches he's throwing this year. And I think – so if he were doing everything the same, it wouldn't make sense to call him better if he's throwing the same pitches all the time, right? So last year he threw 65% fastballs, 11% sliders, 5% cutter, 17% change. This year – he is throwing his fastball 50% of the time compared to 65% last year. Slider, 8, 8.7%. Here's the big change. He's throwing his cutter 18.8% of the time compared to last year at 5.4%. So he's basically added a whole other pitch into his arsenal. And I think that has been one of the differences in his game this year. Um, I mean, he's not going to go 18-4. and four. I don't think he's he's on a good team, obviously, so he'll get wins. But um, yeah, a three three seventy five ERA guy and fifteen wins rest of the season. I think that's I think that's what he is. He's he's a good pitcher. I think you take that on that Red Sox staff anyway. Yeah, definitely. So there's a reason he's nine and two. Yeah, so so that's my uh, that's what I think of Eduardo. I think he's a good number three pitcher. Okay, that's the grade. Um, I, I think I had him on and off last year on the team, um, and we talked shit on Paul for picking him up a couple times this year, and um, seems that he made the right decision. Hopefully, it you know lasts uh, for the season. Um, he does; he's susceptible to injury, if I recall. So, anyway, yeah, I like your analysis. I am not going to dive into that because you seem to own that one. Um, we can move on to Sal Perez. Big Sal. So, Sal, he has been an all-star five times. What I did, I didn't go into advanced metrics like you, but I did do comparisons with other catchers from recent memory that I would like to com- provide a comparison to. Okay. So, I originally I chose Brian McCann to see if they – you know, are in the same realm. What's, what do they have comparison-wise, similarities? Overall, um, if I had to make an objective opinion, the numbers are very similar. Like, if you do a 162-game average, um, Sal's only been in the league eight years, and McCann, as we know, is still playing kind of um, 14 years in the league. And if you look at... Sal is more of a, 
I guess, average hitter. Hits for average. He's batting 222 currently. But he's a high average for a catcher, except you know, when you look at Posey. So he's at 268 over his career average, where um, if you look at McCann, he's at 263. So McCann has better on-base percentage and slugging percentage, but only slightly. Um, he's also been an all-star a couple times and a little bit more, I think, than Sal. But McCann's had a shoddy career. I think he was the best with Atlanta, struggled with the Yankees. And I don't know. We'll see how Sal does. He's only played half of what McCann has. Um, but I will say I looked at Brad Ausmus' stats, too, just to kind of get a primer in there. And Sal's definitely better than Brad Ausmus. So I know catchers are not my favorite thing in this league. I actually am so mad I have Gary Sanchez. Dude's batting under 200. But I would say Sal is probably a top three or four catcher right now in the league. Um, Is that debatable? Do you have anyone else you can think of? I don't know if you're still there, Dan. May have lost Dan, so now it's a solo cast. So I would say Sal probably won't be an all-star this year, coming off an injury, I think, last year. Um, Let's just say he's not quite Brian McCann, but he's close and could get there. He still has six years to get on the resume um, before he can reach the stats of Brian McCann. Let's see if he has a resurgent second part of his career. back you made me flounder there for a minute but i'm okay um i took my headphones out and apparently when i take my headphones out i can't talk like on the phone normal with this app so i i'm not sure what happened but that's what happened that's okay the group will understand okay so let's play a little game dave you ready i am ready this will be a quick one this is quick all right bond with one word to my statements which are all true accurate statements ronald acuna is the biggest bust since ryan leaf who mike trout is the best player since nookie in a keeper league i would rather have acuna torres soto or vlad jr acuna if i could live someone else's life in our league for one week whose would it be Keith Lambert. All right. Rankings battle. Let's do it. We're going to be ranking first baseman this time. We're going top 10. So why don't you take me through your top 10 list? All right. And then we'll compare differences. In order. Um, Freddie Freeman. I don't think there's even an argument on that one. Paul Goldschmidt, Joey Botto, Jose Abreu, Brandon Belt, Anthony Rizzo, uh-huh. Carlos Santana, Jose Martinez, Eric Hosmer, and Reese Hoskins. Okay. Top two the same for me. I have Rizzo third mm-hmm. compared to your sixth. Yes. Then I have Joey V, Abreu, Paposi in there, Encarnacion, Hoskins, Bellinger, Santana. You don't even have Bellinger in there. 
No, not a fan. Okay, so let's talk about Anthony Rizzo real quick. Why do you have Jose Abreu and Brandon Bell ahead of him? I'm a big fan of extra base hits. I think that shows a lot of power, have the average to go with it, which Jose Abreu does. I think his average is a little lower this year. But if he gets back to his norm, I would rather have Jose Abreu on my team. I think he has 18 more extra base hits than Rizzo. Rizzo is down this year, so my rankings are specific to this year. Mm -hmm. Um, I love his RBIs. I mean, I don't watch a lot of baseball outside of the Braves, so I don't understand, you know, some of the other teams. I don't watch them enough to understand. Like, Rizzo is obviously – very good for the Cubs, but he's batting 237, has only 20 extra base hits. Um, he does not strike out, though, so that stood out to me, too. That's why I have him ranked so high. I actually, or, you know, higher than 10. Um, his RBIs and Ks helped me out. I don't even have Posey on my list because I didn't, I know he doesn't strike out and he hits for average, but he's just like a, I don't, I wouldn't want Posey on my team. Yeah, I think that was just like a romantic decision. Like, I just love Buster Posey throughout the years. Um, yeah. and I think he, he snuck on this list cause of that, um, <laughs> Hoskins I have on here. Do you like my argument about Rizzo or no? Um, I, I think he's just having a down year. So like if, uh, while your rankings a- accurate so far through the year, um, I would want Rizzo ahead of a Brady one belt. Um, I honestly every I, time because I think rest of season he's a better player. Yeah, he's, as you say that out loud, it's hard for me to say I want Brandon Belt more than Anthony Rizzo. Okay, but Brandon Belt's numbers this year are much better than what he's been. He's good. Yeah, um, that's because I was doing a comparison. <laughs> it was actually pretty hard for me to do this because I knew you were hot on my neck about my rankings, but Brandon Belt um, stood out to me. I don't, I don't know. I don't even know who has him. I don't either, but he's flown under the radar this year, and he's been really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, Hitting for average, homers, decent RBIs. Yeah. Um, Someone that stands out, and I think Paul has him, is Jose Martinez. I don't don't really follow him that much, but hitting for average, has the extra base hits, doesn't K that much, and he's basically new to the majors. Yeah, I don't – I don't know about him. He's got the numbers. He's been very streaky this year. Um, I need to see a little more consistency out of him to, to put him in my top 10. Um, Bellinger, I just like. Um, I, I think he's good, man. He's had a pretty bad year, but he's starting to hit again. I, I think at the end of the season, he'll be in the top 10. Those damn strikeouts just get me. Him and our Encarnacion. Yeah, yeah. The power's there for Encarnacion. He's, he's still hitting a lot of home runs, but yeah, he's, his average of strikeouts are just brutal. Um, Hoskins, not as good as I thought he would be. I'm probably, maybe, hopefully for him, the second half of the season is better. Um, probably next year he'll be scary. Um, mm-hmm. Carlos Santana, though the batting average isn't there, it seems like everything else is. I mean, his walks are great. He's an on-base machine. Yeah, um, and I never really paid attention to him much, but looking at the stats, I was like, yeah, he's really good. I can't ignore it. Yeah. Cool. Um, I think we're going to skip our next segment and go right into our guest pod. All right. Cool. Let's do it. 
All right. We did it. Oh, nice. All right. Good Adam. Double Ds. How we doing? <laughs> Good start, Adam. I'm out. All, right. <laughs> All right, team man. Good sag. So, Adam, what do you got for us? Uh, well, I really like the one topic we were talking about. Uh, I shouldn't say we because I wasn't a part of it, but the flamethrower lane thrower situation. Mm-hmm. And I've got three names here I want to talk about. Uh, the first two probably could be grouped into the same category as sneaky starters that I think y'all were talking about. Uh, but those guys are Clay Buckholtz and Brent Suter. Uh, so real quick, Brent Suter, uh, not really a name that jumps out at you. Because he throws uh, about throw a guy 70 miles per hour, but okay. <laughs> right. Um, so he's actually on a tear right now. He's gone five-plus in his last seven starts uh, with three or, three or less earned runs. Uh, he's six and one right now over that stretch. Plenty of run support in Milwaukee. And uh, really anything more than two, two times through the order or five innings is going to be a bonus for that guy. So something to look on to. Um, for Clay Buckholtz, he hasn't really been relevant, especially for fantasy purposes since 2013 when he went 12-1 and one with the Red Sox. Um, but this year he's only got six starts logged up. He's 1-1, one one, sub-3 ERA. Uh, and a guy I like to spot start when he's got favorable matchups. So another name I, uh, I like to look for. So I didn't know who Brent – Sutter or Suter was, but you're right. Him being on Milwaukee is very good for him. Milwaukee turns out these guys. These you just insert white male, and they have pitchers that are decent enough. You know the four ERA is fine with that lineup. They're tied for like the best record in the in the National League right now. Have you guys watched Brett Suter pitch? Can we just can we just talk about the eye test for us baseball guys? He throws like 85. Seriously. He is he can, could never be called a flamethrower even if he had a 0 ERA and 20 wins. Because he throws so <laughs> slow. Like, I don't know how he's 6 and 1 over his past 7 or whatever the stat was. I, I the but the Brewers do it like Yulis Chasin, like I don't know why that guy's good, but the Brewers do it. Somehow. Chasing yeah. Yeah, so start him while you can. I can't imagine this last, but. Um, and Buckholtz, so I want to talk about him. They're saying he might get skipped his next start because um, they have Shelby Miller coming back. Um, <laughs> Which will be fun. Oh, yeah. He'll be back <laughs> for a game. So there's, he might. you just have to watch out. I don't know if he's on your team, Adam. Just be careful because if he's on there and they might skip him, which means he might just be demoted. I haven't. Well, luckily, Keith's strategy with 20-plus starting <laughs> pitchers isn't really working, so I don't need a spot start today. 20-plus starters and still under 20 innings pitch. That's how bad. Bold strategy, Kyle. Oh, Keith. He's already lo- loading up for next week. He's already given up on this week. Should have. You're about to sweep him. Yeah, this is a, a true spanking. Who's your third thrower? So the third name uh, came up in your second podcast, and sorry, Tessa, but I'm just going to have to illuminate some facts. Uh, John Lester. He sucks. So uh, at the time, which was May 15th, he was 3-1, and one, 2.65 ERA. Since then, he's gone at least six innings and seven starts, six quality starts out of those seven. Uh, 
now sitting at nine and two with a two point one ERA, and over that seven start span, I think he had an ERA of like point six four. Uh, I think he's probably on his way to another All Star game, and I think he's continuing to pump out wins and uh, you know quality innings no matter where he's at. So uh, another yeah, for you guys. That's that he doesn't suck. He sucks. He has a two point one ERA. <laughs> Okay, hold on. Uh, Dave, say what you need to say. I, I'm pulling up numbers. <laughs> he has a 2.1 ERA, although I wouldn't necessarily want him on my team. Um, Keith includes him in every trade, so obviously there's something wrong with him. Like I, it's always like, here, have Lester too, and it's like, no, nah, I'm good. But when you look at these stats, it's great. Yes, okay. The counting stats look good right now. I, I do understand. Nine and two. Uh 2.1 ERA, which is totally unsustainable. The reason I say that is because his FIP, which is an indicator for ERA, so the, the way FIP works, it basically like, um, takes out luck and fielding. Um, Throwing the first. To, yeah, like so trying to level out the playing field, basically. for His FIP is 4.19 compared to a 210 ERA, his ex-FIP, which is another indicator, those two should line up, is 4.52. Ground ball rate is lowest it's been in ever, oh, in his career, at 38.6 compared to, like, 46 average. Um, walks per nine are higher than they've ever been. And K per nine are lowest as it's ever been at seven compared to his usual nine. So I expect massive regression from, from John Lester. I, I don't think he's this good. He's never been this good. And all the numbers are saying he isn't. So what's that's a, my argument, argument against him. What's a good fit? It should line up with your ERA. Oh, okay. So, it, so it's basically double. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and just, again, the K per nine, the walk per nine, like all those are a career worse. Okay. Yeah, he had 1K his last outing. I mean, he's definitely not doing what he was doing five years ago, but. Um... Yeah, thanks to chemotherapy. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. <laughs> Have you watched any of his? I, I haven't actually watched him pitch. Uh, I've watched him pitch a few, but, you know, nothing that stands yeah. out or makes me want to trade Keith for him. No. Yeah. He, I think he pitched well Braves, so that's all I've seen him. I'm, I'm curious to watch the rest of the season. Like, maybe he's just a guy that outperforms his FIP, and that's who he is now. I, I don't know. But uh, I, I will be watching. I will try to watch his next start. He's a flame. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's all tune in. But I'm still going lame. Uh, all right. If you oh. guys want to say flame. Still lame. All right, what's next? All right, so um, I like the, uh, the multi-hit game stat that Dave brought up about Gene Segura last time out. Um, and I did a little bit of research. He's leading the league, NL and AL. Gene Segura's got 32. The reason this re- originally uh, piqued my interest was because I have Altuve, and I figured he probably is high up here in this category. Mm-hmm. He's uh, tied for fourth among uh, another guy I have on my team, Rosario. And the only guys before them are Marquecas, Lindor, Martinez, and Arenado. So they're all at 30-plus, and then uh, Altuve right underneath there. So then – Basically, I'm asking if this stat holds any weight because if you look at the list, you see Mookie Betts, Trout, and Machado don't even crack the top 20. Uh, they've all got like 22 
multi-hit games, I think, which, I mean, is still a feat in its own. Um, and then I wanted to go one step further this morning. I, was, I had some time. So there's no hiding that Dave is not a fan of Bryce Harper. Uh, I would probably argue that I don't like him either. But uh, in regards to the list of the five players that Tessa had, uh, had made for Dave to choose Bryce Harper over them, I looked at all their multi-hit games, and they're all blowing Bryce Harper out of the water. He has 13 on the year. He's also hitting like 200 on the year. Uh, the names you threw out there, Tessa, Blackman, Chris Bryant, George Springer, Giancarlo Stanton, Bellinger. Uh, Stanton and Bellinger are the lowest on that with 17 each, but the other three guys are all up in the mid-20s. Uh, I was even looking at Goldschmidt. You guys had said, you know, we all know he started slow. He's on a tear now. He's at 17 as well. So Bryce Harper's the lowest. I can't find anyone who's matching that low of production with multi-hits. I don't know if this is a stat even worth spending time on, but what are your guys' takes? Adam, that was awesome. um i don't know it's a good question i don't i wouldn't consider multi-hit games too much i think if i were like doing my own rankings um because it's they don't necessarily correlate with power and counting stats um right right? so bryce harper doesn't have a lot of multi-hit games but he still has 19 home runs and 40 Mm -hmm. i don't know 45 rbis ish somehow tom just texted me that Okay, so and he's doing that with a 200 average and a BABIP, which is batted balls in play, which essentially is a stat that tells you how lucky a player is getting um, or unlucky a player is getting. So like league average BABIP is like 260 and Bryce Harper's I think is 200. Um, Essentially what that says is that like he's going to get a little luckier. Um, or should get a little luckier as the season goes on, and more of his contact will go into play and go for a hit. So, and like Segura doesn't have a ton of power. I don't know what his counting sets look like. And Altuve has been hitting for a surprisingly low amount of power compared to last year, but he's just, yeah. whatever. He's the fucking man. Um, who cares? <laughs> uh, he's going to bat 350 every year. He's awesome. Um, so, I don't know. I think I would consider that stat, but I would never make a decision on it. How about that? Okay. Yeah. I love the stat. Dave? I like the multi-hits. I understand, based on the guys you said that were in the top, I would say they're not very powerful. So, like, Mark Akis, mm-hmm. I think, does he have 10 homers? He may have more. But other than that, Segura's around six. Uh, Rosario, is he? what's he at, roughly? He's got, like, 15 homers, but then you still have J.D. Martinez and Arenado up there. Oh, too. see, like, that's a tough, you know. Yeah. If they're at multi-hit games and their J.D. Martinez is ridiculous, I'd prefer my guys to have more than one for five days. You know, if I look at my stats and I see a guy's three for five, two for six, two for four, like, that means more to me than a one for five. I get pissed. So, multi-hit stands out to me. I like average, though. So, that's why Bryce Harper is kind of my nemesis. But what yeah. you, everything you've explained to me here just helps my argument against Bryce Harper. <laughs> he's really good. I know he's good. He, he is I know he's a good. good player. I just don't think he should be mentioned with Mike Trout and Mookie Betts. But then that, that kind of is where I was headed with this. Is So, obviously, Mookie and Trout, Machado, all keepers. Bryce probably a keeper, too. Yeah, because but... Tom's pride is in the way. <laughs> yeah, I, I consider probably keeping other guys over Bryce, especially if he keeps up with what he's doing, no matter how unlucky he is. Fabip. Yeah. 
Beard or not beard. Yeah, he's going to be a Yankee. So that's obvious. That was like, okay, I'm going to shave for Yankee Stadium. Yeah. Connect <laughs> the dots here, people. Oh, Adam, next one. Great, great job. You deserve another pod from Russia. Yeah. Uh, well, that's actually a good segue because my last talking point, uh, as this England Panama game wraps up, is the World Cup. So, um, great showing from the Panamanians today. Uh, Five nothing at halftime. They were down. Uh, English captain Harry Kane escorted off in the 55th minute with a hat trick already. Wow. Uh, so that'll be a game to watch in the round of 16. Maybe we'll. We'll actually catch that one. Uh, Belgium, England, both teams got two wins in their group. They're both moving on. Um, we also have a couple teams left that could still uh, – they hold their their own fate in their hands, like Nigeria and Argentina or Germany and Sweden, um, even Switzerland as well. But uh, general thoughts on the World Cup, have we been paying attention at all? We've been watching. Zero soccer watch. I have my money on Sudan and – um, and then I would say Algeria to take this one home. Um, two, two of the top teams out there. Um, In their own countries. Yeah, they, they pass well and um, do a lot of good shooting um, with <laughs> exceptional, exceptional ball handling. So, um, Adam, hot take. Tell me about hot take. Are they still alive? Yes, yeah, so uh, Croatia has run away with that group, but uh, since Nigeria beat Iceland and Iceland drew against Argentina and Argentina lost to Croatia, uh, basically Iceland has to beat Croatia and then Argentina has to lose or tie Nigeria, uh, preferably tie for Iceland to go Now, here, here's a question for you about Iceland, Adam. Is, is the coach, is the Mighty Ducks – hockey coach coaching them because if so i would say i would make them the favorite in that group wait are we talking about the breakfast club or himself or the evil iceland like back the, the bad guy yeah the bad guy coach with the slick hair yeah so he is right. coaching them well, we, I, for argument's sake i hope so. okay okay yeah, they just go do all yeah great hair too so um okay so, adam before we finish this <laughs> tell us about your trip real quick why are you excited, how long you're going, and how you knew the past tense of draw was Drew. That is the highlight of this so far. <laughs> well, uh, Dave, I am your brother, and I've been playing soccer since I was four, so hopefully have some of this terminology. Oh, you want to brag? Okay. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so uh, I'm going out to Europe starting Wednesday. I'll be flying into Copenhagen, which is another uh, country that's in the World Cup, Denmark. But I'm just going there for a couple of nights and then flying over to Moscow. Uh, and we're going to be there for six days, two matches uh, in Russia. And then part two of that trip, going with a big group, is going to be running with the Bulls in Pampelona, Spain. Oh, Adam will be as cool. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the GoPro will be useful there if I decide to run. But then uh, from there, you know, with my summer off, I'm going to be hopping around a little bit. So... We have Barcelona, Italy, Amsterdam all on the map, all booked. And then from there, probably a little bit of Eastern Europe. And then uh, some relaxing on the beach in France and, and Portugal before I head back this way. It sounds like dude, I'm pumped for you. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm pumped to play you because I don't know if you're going to be updating your team. Ooh, wow. 
Well, uh, yeah, that's that's the current predicament. Uh, I've already reached out to Loot to see if he can manage two teams. <laughs> Can't even remember his password. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's that's awesome. Hey, maybe my team will get better. Um, well, Adam, take a bow. That was well. Hey, wait. I think we should do our last segment with Adam on and wrap up the pod. Okay. Right. Well, that puts me on the spot because I did not have my third person for this. Okay, so Adam can just throw a name out there. All right, Mary, fuck, kill. Okay. Oh, good. I'm glad I'm involved. Yes, <laughs> I'm sitting in my daughter's room because it's the only desk in our house. So I'm about to play Mary, fuck, kill in my two-year-old daughter's room. <laughs> I'm gonna add John Lester. That'll be number one. Kill. He's horrible. And. I'm going to go play off of Dan's name, the actual Stormy Daniels, and then Adam. Oh, All right, so we have Lester out there and Stormy Daniels. Yes. All right, uh, let's see. Can I get a minute? Yes, I'll do the Jeopardy music. Dan and I will talk to the side. <laughs> so, Dan, are you going to watch any of the World Cup? Once they get out of group play, I'll probably start watching. It's, it's, tough, it's tough to get involved with the U.S., like – even though we never do that well, it's just, uh, what channel is it? you know, it's been on Fox mostly. I've got a name for us too. Okay. Uh, World Cup inspired. I'm going to throw out a Cristiano Ronaldo because he could fit all three of those topics. Oh, okay. Okay. This one's easy. I'm going to kill John Lester because he's the worst pitcher in baseball and he shouldn't <laughs> be in the league anymore. I'm going to fuck Stormy Daniel. Oh, you and Trump. Oh, man, that sucks. I'm in the same sense as him. But Come on, brothers. No, 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 no. Um, okay, but listen here, because this is for good reason. So we're just going to have sex one time. It's going to be great. We'll start sex, right? And then I'm going to marry Cristiano Ronaldo because he pulls a lot of hot ass, which means he can bring hot girls to me and we can just have, like, big orgies all the time. So I think that's a successful marriage, right? Well, I think that speaks volumes about you, Dan, because you're willing to take on his tax evasion. Yes, fraud. that's my point. I am because he has a billion other dollars, so he can pay this <laughs> off. <laughs> so I will take that debt, yes. Uh, well, successful podcast. Adam, thank you for joining us. Thanks for the invite, y'all. I had a lot of yeah, Adam, thanks for coming on, man. Have an awesome, awesome trip. Can't wait to yeah. hear about it. Thanks, yeah. I'll tune in from, uh, from across the pond. <laughs> Sounds oh, great. Take a bow, though, because now everyone in the group has to measure up to this guest pod. That's true. You're setting the bar. Well, I only have a couple pages of notes, so. We could hear them. This pod is so <laughs> long, by the way. That segment was 18 minutes, so. Worth uh, it. Yeah. This will be right. commute there and back. Well, thanks, guys. Have a good day. <laughs> Have a good Sunday. Enjoy yoga. All right. See you, peeps. Bye. All right. Later, guys.